for those of you working in the essential business sector out there, and also to all of you who have been home due to COVID-19 outbreak, I hope that the meditation from Psalms 91 give you strength and courage to fight another week. Have faith, folks. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, Keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Lord, we thank you for calling us to hear your word today. As it is written, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Please guide each and every one of us to come to repentance for not having you as our Lord and Savior, not loving you enough, even though you loved us to death and not having more faith in you, Lord. Forgive us. We ask that the Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes and ears to understand your message today. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, today's uh, main message comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 9 and 10. It's very short. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, 
neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that loved him, that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. Apostle Paul quoted from the prophecies written in the Old Testament and testified of the things that God had prepared for them that love. However, he testified that those could neither seen with human eyes nor heard with ears, nor have never entered into the human heart. However, while witnessing that God revealed these things by his Spirit to the children of God who are regenerated by the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. In other words, people who have the Holy Spirit can find out tremendous things in the deep thoughts in God. He said to the born-again Christians, we have the mind of Christ. Then we must realize how we are able to know deep thoughts in God through the Holy Spirit. It is known only through the 66 books of the Bible that the Holy Spirit had written through God's people. This is also possible only in the words God revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. Then, as Apostle Paul testified in the main scripture, as it is as written. We need to understand what God has prepared for us and how they have been prepared for us. Let's take the first step through Isaiah chapter 64 to find out what God prepared for us. In verses 1 through 4, he said, O that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. For since the beginning of the world men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither had the eye seen, O God beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waited for him. Apostle Paul said, It is for them that love God. And Isaiah said, For him that waits for him. But we can understand that the two are talking about the same thing. Only those that love God will wait for the day when he returns and judges the world. It is because the world is not worthy for them that wait for the Lord, just like the old saints. In chapter 63, prophet Isaiah witnessed God's coming to revenge to save his people and children and testified of the terrible scene. In verses 1 through 6, 
it is written, Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, in thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? I have treaded the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. For the day of vengeance is mine heart, and the ear of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. And I will tread down the people in mine anger, and make them drink in my fury, and I will bring down their strength to the earth. Some of you may think, why is this, why is the kind, loving, merciful God in John 3.16, the well-known verse, right? Why is he full of wrath? Does he not have any mercy? In your point of view, sure. That's only one verse out of many within the Bible. But you have to see it in God's point of view. For the last 6,000 years, he has waited and still waits today to win back as many souls from Satan. For the past 2,000 years, ever since death of Christ, he's been trying to win all his children back as well. What good is kingdom of God if there was no one in it to give him praise and glory. Sure, God can destroy the earth anytime he wants to. Look back at um, days of Noah. Told him to make the ark. And nobody listened, right? All those people, everyone on earth, except Noah's family, obviously, Everything, every living thing got destroyed. So, yes, God can create and destroy at his will. Um, let's see, another example would be, look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, brimstones of fire just falling from the sky, destroying the entire city. Just an example. So what kind of kingdom of God would it be if it wasn't full of his saved children? Right? That's why he's waiting. Every generation God gave um, path to salvation. And it was everybody's choice. Because it is God's will that everyone gets saved 
and reach unto knowledge of truth. Knowledge of the truth. Man, 6,000 years. That's a long time for you and I, right? But God sees it as if it was only six days. You know, God waited for me to reach out to him. Uh, it took 39 years. Don't you think that's mercy? I think so. God's vengeance in these words are, first of all, the vengeance against the Israelites who rebelled against God. And at the same time, the message of warning to the apostate churches. In addition, Prophet Isaiah witnessed the Battle of Armageddon where all nations oppose and fight against Lord Jesus Christ on the final day. He writes in Isaiah 34, verses 1 through 8, Come near, ye nations, to hear and hearken, ye people. Let the earth hear, and all that is therein, the world, and all things that come forth of it. For the indignant nation of the Lord is upon all nations, and his fury upon all their armies. He hath utterly destroyed them. He hath delivered them to the slaughter. Their slain also shall be cast out, and their stink shall come up, come up out of their carcasses, and the mountains shall be melted with their blood. And all the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll. And all their host shall fall down, as the leaf falleth off from the vine, and as the falling fig from the fig tree. Never seen the heaven rolling, rolling up like, like a scroll. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven, behold, it shall come down upon Edomia, and upon the people of my curse to judgment. The sword, of, the sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord hath a sacrifice in Basra, and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. And the unicorns shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, and the ear of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. It is enough to know that the things that have been prepared for them that wait for the Lord is the day of God's revenge against revenge day against Satan's armies. But all these terrible things are of the day of judgment after the bride of Christ is going to be in heaven after she is translated. It was spoke not only through the prophet Isaiah, but also through prophets Joel, 
Zechariah, and Habakkuk, and so on. Not only that, Jesus also told his disciples about these days happening during the Great Tribulations. The Apostle Peter saw and witnessed what would happen in the day of the Lord. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Apostle John witnessed of the reason for this great judgment should be happening on the earth. And as prophet Isaiah testified, Apostle John testified of the things when the Lord Jesus Christ come as the Lord of the Lords, King of Kings, pouring final judgment in the day of Armageddon. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, he said, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of the world are become the kingdom, the kingdoms of our Lord, and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Skip to verse 18 and 19. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, in the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great and should destroy them, which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and an earthquake, and great hail. God has spoken of the day of judgment, for remnant of Israel, as well as for the bride of Christ, that love him and wait for the day of his appearing, and he will fulfill all his judgment. In the word of Jesus spoken to his disciples, especially in the word of re regeneration, we can see the blessing of the people of Israel, as well as the bride of Christ in the day when all the judgments of God are over and the earth is regenerated. Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Matthew chapter 19 verse 28. This past week I received a phone call from my mentor pastor and he had asked what my thoughts were about a certain subject pertaining to our recording sessions. After we hung up, uh, a few minutes later, 
uh, immediately I texted him back. Uh, my my res- resolution or my plans or my thoughts. Um, to our concern, I'd say uh, now that I look back, I'd have to say it's a little bit harsh. Some of you might even consider it to be radical. Uh, I won't go into details for now, but uh, I responded only because uh, this verse came up. Uh, Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Uh, This is written in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32. Uh, Truthfully, I was a bit irritated because of the whole situation, how our recording session was kind of, I don't want to say it's stopped totally, but it was kind of hindered. Shortly after, uh, Pastor called me back saying he found a solution, and uh, kindly and gently he left and told me not to worry about it. He's a man of great faith. Uh, That's the difference between the mentor and the mentee. Even in this situation, he believed in the Lord and knew that all things worked together for good. Man, I was ashamed. I, I felt humiliated inside. Um, another verse came to mind. Uh, it's a well-known verse from James. Chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. Wherefore, my be- beloved brethren... Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Uh, I prayed, and I prayed if the Lord could forgive me for being too hasty. Uh, In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 26 uh, came up as a reminder. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Uh, I'd like to close out today's message with Psalms 118, verses 8 and 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So in our modern times, princes would be uh, leaders, political leaders, be it local or federal and so forth. No matter how the world may be uh, full of nothing but news of the pandemic, as we know, and economic hardships, trust in the Lord and stay safe. 
I can only pray and ask that those of you who have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior during this time of pandemic crisis, whether it be uh, you're stuck at home or you're working out, um, out and working, come to repentance and receive salvation. Wherever you may be, blessings to all of you and may the grace and knowledge of truth of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you all. Amen. This week's message and previous recordings can be found on our website at WGMI.org. That's WGMI.org. You can also find us on podcast and on YouTube by searching WGM Church in the search field. For Android users, you can find us through TuneIn app. That's T-U-N-E-I-N by also typing WGM Church in the search field.